Welcome to Sound DeFi. I'm your host, Chris Berg. I got a very special guest today, Jeff Guillo. He's the Invenium uh, Chief Product Officer and President of Invenium Lab. So it's so exciting the space that you're in, Jeff. I can only imagine some of the things that you're thinking about 24 and 36 months out. And before we went live here, we were having a great conversation about some of the beautiful things that are happening in this DeFi space right now, and then some of the challenges. So Let's just start with some of the products that you've developed right now for Invenium. What's the value add? What problem are you solving with those products? And then let's get into the comment we were just having like, hey, Chris, this is great, but we also need this. <laughs> sure. You know, Invenium has, uh, you know, been on a journey through this, you know, emergence of blockchain technologies and, and, and tradable tokens and security tokens. And we've been at the at the forefront of that in some kinds, you know, maybe even too early. And really over the last year and a half, two years, tried to focus on solving problems in today's world, right? Leveraging blockchain technology and the immutable ledger technology to solve today's world's problems around private market assets, because long-term we see the emergence of private market assets as, as one of the most desirable asset classes for investors and be able to access those from whether you're retail or institutional investors or participate in those sets of financial services that are the promise of decentralized finance, right? As an owner or an asset manager, right, is, is a big opportunity. But in today's world, that starts with you know, establishing a value and establishing a value of the asset in a way you can trust. And we use blockchain to commute that trust to provide a immutable audit trail of the history of the, the, the state of an asset. We think of that as proof of state where we identify for each period, fiscal period, month, quarter, day, whatever is relevant to that asset class, what are the set of documents and data sets that really inform the value of that asset and the performance of that asset and in a way where an independent third-party mark can be placed on that asset to create price discovery and, and unlock all types of opportunities for liquidity through providing a regular mark on an asset with the fully observable inputs that we provide uh, with our technology and allow managers and investors to really make great decisions about investing in these elusive private market assets that everybody is so hungry for now. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, underneath that sort of initial business solution premise that that took a while for us to evolve to is the essentially creating what we think of as an operating system for data not specifically an operating system for private market data and what does that mean that really means creating a process and technologies to to remove friction from the day-to-day efforts of just running your business and capturing what's happening in your business in a way that you can share that data appropriately. And we, you know, we're very committed to the sovereignty of data it belongs to the owner of the asset, right? So we don't take your data, we don't aggregate your data. We help owners and operators credential their data using blockchain technology to anchor proofs of the state of an asset of a, of a business or real estate property or a loan even on our platform and allow the the owners to groom the data and create a verifiable diligence ready data room that really can reflect and and on an ongoing basis provide an evergreen view of the current state of that asset and that can be 
you know, a granular asset like a real estate property or building or a private equity business or a loan or a portfolio of loans or a fund. And, and a lot of the, the work we have been doing is helping bring transparency and, and visibility to private equity funds, private real estate funds, private infrastructure funds, uh, private debt funds, where getting access to the value of the underlying assets and the data is elusive and it's not publicly available information. And so we, we really focus on creating a call to action to make that data available so these assets and their ecosystems can, can participate in the emerging digital economy. So I'm an investor and I've handed a, a PE guy X amount of money. Why am I happy that he's using Invenium? Well, because I'm going to get real-time surveillance like I might see for a public company where the disclosures are mandated and required. I'm going to get real-time surveillance on that asset. I'm going to see if it's a monthly valuation. I'm going to see what a third-party independent appraiser set as a value for that asset each month. I'm going to see not only that value, I'm going to see all the data that came into creating that value, right? So we're the appraisers, the valuers are looking at financial statements, right? Rent rolls, taxes, all of the data that informs the, the status and the performance of that asset, even budgetary information, forecast information, all goes into the assessment of, of the value of that asset. And, and our data operating system is essentially capturing the documents as they're created, like monthly internal financial report, for example, applying AI technology and, and automation to grab that document, recognize what it is, pull data from that document that we know is needed to deliver that into a valuation model and deliver that in a form into that valuation model where it can be quickly consumed by the valuation provider and they can really focus on the knowledge work of setting a, a meaningful mark on that. But along the way, we've captured all the data and we've captured the provenance of that data on blockchain from the time we see the document the very first time, right, to applying AI technologies, pulling data out of the document. We actually capture the data we pull from the document and where in the document that data came from all anchored to blockchain and who, you know, reviewed it and approved it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a fully immutable audit trail of how every piece of data came to be. And that piece of data, as it moves downstream into valuations or risk analysis or portfolio, what we facilitate is if I'm wondering about the authenticity of a data point and where did it come from and how, how can I trust that this data I'm seeing on this private asset that is not vetted by public markets, right? Is it real? We can click on that data, that subscriber can click on that data and we'll take you right back to the document of origin and the source and all the proofs that come with that document that verify that, you know, this Rental income number came from the financial statement that was anchored by the CFO of this company for this property on March 15th, 2022 for the month ending February 28th. Right. That, that's incredible. So I'm not much of a tech guy. I want to nerd out in a moment. But again, to bring it back to the investor, I mean, typically I invest in an asset or, you know, private equity firm and my money's tied up for seven, eight, nine years now because I've got better valuation, more accurate valuation, it thus could provide potentially, especially if I work out the agreement before I give them my capital, more liquidity. Yes? That's right. That's right. And, and that liquidity is unlocked through observable inputs on an independent third-party mark performed by a professional using a complex market-appropriate model, right? And so we facilitate all that jargon. 
right? With our valuation partners, you know, in uh, real estate, we work with JLL, Cushman, CBRE, Value Strat on a global basis, you know, private equity, we work with Deloitte, we work with Houlihan Loki, others are joining our platform all the time. So we're, we're providing the technology, the tool, the, the flow of data that facilitates the ability to set an accurate mark on a regular basis. And then for owners to be able to share that information with their investors and their service providers as appropriate. But all the control is retained by the owner and they, they can shut off access or, or determine at a very granular level what data, since these are all private assets that we focus on, you know, what data can be available to what roles or what, you know, participants in their ecosystem may make. So let's go hypothetical here. I've got a, uh, actually, this isn't hypothetical. I've got a $50 million real estate portfolio. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I come to you and I'm like, look, I, I, I like what you guys are doing, but I don't quite understand it. Uh, walk me through a little bit of the onboarding process, if you will, but then let's really kind of, and again, I'm not a tech person, but geek out and let's go into how the blockchain and the AI are working together to give me more accurate and better valuation. Sure. You know, so for your, your you've got a portfolio of, of properties. We're going to take each property and onboarding to our system or whichever properties you want to, you want to put under on the platform and under the valuation service, right? Cause you have a opportunity for liquidity that you want to pursue, right? By providing this type of, uh, of visibility and, and access to to investors, the setup is is very simple. I mean, essentially, what we do is we connect to the share drives and the data systems that you use to manage your portfolio, right? And then all we ask that you do is your management, right? And and you're gonna you're gonna produce and put into your normal repository the leases that come in for your properties. You're going to produce the monthly accounting statements that you know come from the result of your property management activities. I'm sorry, you're going to... And clarify. am I talking to the Invenium infrastructure with APIs or how, how are things being communicated? Well, we have a, a UI that, that facilitates uh, the process and it's a, it's a multi-organizational UI. In other words, that you're collaborating with, you know, you're the owner, You've got a property management firm maybe that's out there that's doing property management. You may have a lease management firm that's out there, right? You got an appraiser that you, you've agreed to ask to set that mark. You have an accountant, right? All of these are different players that might have a role to play in a workflow of grooming the data as it comes through and making sure that the values in the performance data are getting updated on a regular basis. Driven by workflow, so you'll get a notification. Hey, you've got, you know, you're, you're expected to publish your, your closing book for last month, you know, this Monday, you know, friendly reminder, you know, and then it starts to bug you. <laughs> the, the prompting of a workflow and making tasks visible and, and due dates visible, you know, really does have an impact to help businesses operate more efficiently. And we set it up so that as long as you do things on time, we pick it up, right? Our AI tools will read a document in where you've shared your folder. It's going to, it's going to detect that a new document has arrived. It's going to open that document and look at it in place. We're not taking a copy of it. We're reading it in place. It's going to determine what that document is. We have human oversight to make sure that, you know, at this point in time, the quality and the correctness is appropriate. And then based on what that document is, it's probably got a set of data elements that we've identified that we need to pull from it and feed into a valuation model. 
right? So then we'll use our AI tool to extract that document and create an annotation map of where that document came from for each piece of data. So we're not on a fishing expedition with our AI. We go after specific data for a purpose. And that really allows us to not only manage the provenance of the data and sort of where it came from, but where it's going to go and why it was pulled in the first place and what its purpose is and the outcome you're trying to deliver, like updating a value or providing investors you know, more transparency on how distribution was calculated, you know, are, are all sort of use cases that we facilitate. And so let's say I'm, I go to uh, somebody and say, hey, look, you know what, I want to buy some uh, part of this asset. Is there an opportunity now with your dashboard that I can see here's the equity, here's the cash flow, and I can see different variables and not necessarily real time, but I mean, fairly real time or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, these are asset classes that don't generally update daily, right? <laughs> but we update them as soon as we detect the update, right? So it's, so it is real time surveillance at the level of granularity that matters. All right. So um, we've got a few minutes left here and I want to be respectful of your time. But before the, our conversation went live, you said, hey, Chris, we're doing a great job, as you just mentioned, getting the right valuations and accurate valuations, which is great for our private equity partners and asset managers. And now when we get out there, there's still a piece of this puzzle that's not quite getting completed. What is that piece and where can we solve some problems for people? Sure. And, and you know, like we were talking about, right, when we think about DeFi and what the, the the development communities and, and just all of the blockchain focused initiatives around decentralized finance and the promise of the efficiency and the access and the transparency around you know decentralized finance. We've been on that journey with the community and the you know what we were talking about really is the community at large, right? When we go, to, we think about these big events like you know consensus and permissionless, and and the, all the development work that's going on on the platforms and the transactions that are being processed. We've kind of run into the the reality of that. That is all about crypto, and the development communities in the decentralized finance world is not really addressing. The opportunities around real world assets, private market assets like real estate participation. Yes, there are people tokenizing the real estate capital stacks out there, but they keep running into walls and the walls are evolving as we run into the real world realities and problems around and challenges around managing private assets and and accessing liquidity and investors and participation around private assets. And it started with... I can tokenize an asset, but who's going to buy that token without data they can trust on the performance, right? So that's kind of where we dug our heels in first to say, we're going to provide an operating system for data for the emerging digital economy that allows participants to prove the value of their assets, prove the state of their assets, right? And be able to provide an independent third-party mark necessary that gets markets going. So that was kind of one hurdle that some of the folks that were tokenizing kind of said to me at a trade show almost a year and a half ago, Jeff, I didn't know we needed you until I met you. Now I realized I was going to fail without you. And what he was really referring to is he had planned on what it meant to deliver trust in the value of the offering that he was making to his investors and how that was going to be sustained over time in this, you know, tokenized marketplace. He had bought into the idea of DeFi and 
He's my poster child. He calls it the DeFi. And uh, and he had bought in the idea of the DeFi that, hey, if I can tokenize my assets and interact with my investors through smart contracts and run my business this way, this is going to be you know, a huge scaling factor for the you know, real estate developer and, and owner operator. So then he realized, okay, well, now I've priced the asset. I can tokenize it. How do I trade it? Right. And where can I trade it legitimately in a compliant way? Right. And we talked earlier about our conference in Miami where we're really embracing, you know, you know, surprisingly embracing you know, regulatory structures. But these are real securities. These are real ownership vehicles. And they, frankly, fall under, you know, regulatory structures, you know, from, you know, significant to insignificant. So being able to trade that asset, right, to deliver liquidity was kind of the next hurdle. And, and there are some ATSs that are coming online that we've been helping and working with that can, can be a place where you can access that liquidity and trade. But then it's how do I service my investors? Because these are real world assets, right? These are real estate assets. I invest not because I'm looking for crypto appreciation, right? I invest because I'm going to get income. Right. And this is you know, the oldest investment in the world, be able to put my money into real estate in turbulent times and, and get income and, and protect the value of that. Right. So that means delivering distributions of income and, and rent. Right. That means sometimes doing capital calls and assessing expenses to the investor. Right. All of these are mechanisms that can be put into smart contracts, could be delivered in a decentralized way. But no one's doing that yet. You know, we were talking a little bit about we've we did a, a hackathon where we're trying to encourage some of that of the community to develop. I've been visiting various you know trade events and shows to find out who's interested in that and doing that. And I've been disappointed because no one cares yet in the blockchain decentralized finance community. And you know, I'm sure it's unfair, and somebody's going to get mad and say no one cares. But I can't find you, so please contact Chris and me if you want to bring blockchain decentralized financial applications and opportunities to this huge market of private assets and the democratization of access to real estate and private equity, as well as the institutional support for these assets that the markets need. You know, we need to build the rest of the story out. And that's uh, you know kind of what we were talking about. What's kind of the next big hurdle for DeFi when it comes to things other than crypto? So the single biggest need you have right now is somebody that can just simply manage this and then get the right reports out to people and things of that nature. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, some of it's the simple rails of, of you know, yeah. I've got a distribution to make and I've got people that have bought tokens for that asset and traded them. And I don't really know who you are anymore as, a, as an investor, but I still owe you that distribution. Right. And uh, how do I deliver that? And how do I deliver that in a trusted way, in a seamless way? And you can, you know, that's sort of a very granular step, but going all the way to even, you know, ultimately the set of applications and smart contracts that will allow a property owner to manage that asset, pay bills, receive bills, right? Automatically pay out dividends. And, and all of those promises can be achieved, you know, with the technology out there. Uh, but we got to build the apps and we got to embrace those markets as opportunities and deliver those services to guys like my my favorite client that just wants somebody to give them the DeFi. Yeah. But I love you to say, you know, creating the smart contracts where automatically the dividends are sent out via the apps. And hey, look, I don't have to think about it. You get your money. I get, like, Jeff, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for the conversation. I look forward to many more with you, man. 
My pleasure, Chris. Thanks a lot. Have Thank a great you very, day. very much. Keep up the great work. Again, uh, Sound DeFi. I'm your host, Chris Berg. Much more coming up. <laughs>